Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the A Mother Brand podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm all about creating our ideal lives and business by optimising our well-being. Your business will only work as well as you do. A key part of well-being is channeling your purpose in life and spending time doing something that has meaning for you. And that's why I'm so excited to share the story of today's interviewee, Finn Privet. Finn and her co-founder, Ali McDowell, both experienced mental health challenges when they became mothers. And out of those challenges, they created the Positive Planner. It was a product that they both wanted and needed in their lives. And through creating it, they created both the tools to support their own mental health, but they also found a new purpose in life to change the conversation around mental health and to help as many other people as possible. In this interview, Finn shares that although many people thought it was a terrible idea for her to start up a second business when she already had one, plus a new baby, plus mental health challenges, in fact, the business and the community that she and Ali created saved her. Finn also shares how when you start up a business, you really don't need to have it all mapped out. Why keeping it simple is the answer to effective self-care, the importance of building your community, and why you should exploit your products before you think about expanding. I hope that you enjoy my interview with Finn Previtt. This is the A Mother Brand podcast, and I'm your host, Noni White. I'm a former TV producer-director turned mother and entrepreneur passionate about showing more mothers that you don't have to settle, that there is a way to be the mother that you want to be and do work that you truly love that works for you. On this show, I'll share simple strategies for building a life you love based on business development and personal development through the lens of the science of well-being, positive psychology. I'll also be sharing interviews with inspiring female founders and my own insights and experiences from the front line of juggling motherhood and business. Now let's get going with today's episode. Finn, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Could you tell me a little bit about who you are and how you came to co-found The Positive Planner, please? Yes, of course. So I'm Finn and um, I'm co-founder of The Positive Planner, as you've just said. I um, I currently live in Kenya with my husband and my son. Um, my husband works here, uh, but I set The Positive Planner up with a friend of mine, Ali, in tw- 2017. Um, and at that time, I was still living in the UK. So yeah, we... The Positive Planner is a stationary brand, but we make stationery that is all designed to support mental health and well-being um, and promote positivity, encourage gratitude and self-care. Um, and the reason we set this business up is because we both really struggled with our mental health after we had children. Um, and it just felt like there weren't any nice sort of products that we could use to support our mental health that would feel excited and compelled to use and happy to get out in a cafe or put on our bedside table. So yeah, that's, that's who we are and that's what we do. And how did you meet your co-founder back in 2017? So we actually met um, years before that 
uh, but we we didn't know each other very well, but we were sort of friends of friends. We both lived in London at the same time. And um, yeah, we had a mutual friend. So we had kind of more of a, a friendship where we would be on nights out together or at festivals together. So it was kind of, yeah, that sort of friendship. But then when we had children, um, we, yeah, we reconnected and formed a different type of friendship. And what were you both doing at that time in your life? So Ali, my co-founder, she is um, a set designer. She works in theatre. Um, and yeah, so she's very, very creative. And she was working in, in the theatre world. And I am actually um, a hairdresser. So I had my own hair and beauty salon, which I owned with another friend. Um, and I was running that at the time. So, yeah, quite different to to running a stationary business. So how did you get from there to where you are now? Because if you look at Positive Planner Online, you have a whole big team, a whole bunch of amazing products. Mm. You've got huge social media following. You know, it's Mm. it's a really big, successful business now. So how did you get from chatting to Ali about your mental health as new mums to where you are now? Like, what were the next steps? Mm. I think... At the time, we were both really, really passionate about changing the conversation around mental health. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago, but in 2017, things were really different in the mental health sphere and they've still got a huge way to go. Um, But at that time, there was no one talking about their mental health and it just felt like, how can this be if we're two like women with young children struggling this much. Like there has to be other people feeling like this too. So we were really, really motivated by that drive to improve um, mental health, like to help people open up about it more. So I think there was a strong passion really that pushed that and everything that every decision that we've made since always comes back to that passion for helping people to help themselves and helping people to improve their mental health. So yeah, it was, it was just, it, it, it was, I think we had to have a strong passion because we both had other jobs as well. Um, We'd never ever launched a product or done anything like that before so there was a lot of learning to be had along the way um but yeah it just took off and it really resonated with people and um they just kind of got behind the brand so so how did you know that writing in a journal like a planner would help equivalent people's mental health so of course, now we know there's loads of research that backs journaling um, and it's proven to improve mental health. But at the time, um, we knew this too, but there wasn't so much. It wasn't as, as big a thing. Uh, but for me personally, I was really, really unwell after my son was born. I had a really, really difficult first year with my mental health, but something made me want to write and I had never been someone that journaled before I'm dyslexic and at school was you know writing was just not a nice thing for me I always felt like I wasn't very good at it so I always had this thing around writing it was never something that to me felt like it could be relaxing 
So it was a bit strange when I felt like literally had this compulsion to start writing. And um, the first thing I started doing was doing like a gratitude list at the end of each day because I didn't feel very grateful, to be honest. I was in a horrible place with my mental health and, and I really was struggling. So I just did that at the end of each day to kind of just help me to get through. And I also used to plan like a little project each week. So it might be paint this bedside table or, you know, silly things like that. Um, so that was really for me when I first saw the power of writing and it was in such a small way, but it just grew from there. Amazing. Was that something that Ali was familiar with as well? Yeah, so Ali, Ali has always been into writing. So she's like, was that typical teenager that kept a teenage journal, kind of dear diary sort of thing. Um, and she's very creative. So she's over the years used like art journals. And yeah, she, she had definitely journaled more than me before so our the experiences that brought us to this were quite different but when she had children she she leaned into that much more she kind of saw the benefits a lot more and made it a sort of more consistent habit there's so many things I want to talk about with you and I know we've only got so (laughs) much time um so for all those women out there or people out there who are thinking I would love to start my own planner um, but mm. I've never created a product before. That that was you guys. So you had the passion yeah. and the, the the kind of purpose behind it. What were the steps that you took to actually get it off the ground? Yeah. So f- for us, it was really important to build a community. That was like that was everything in the beginning, and that was um, that was how we kind of got got off the ground very much so because. Um, from that community so we set up an Instagram that was called the positive planner and we had an idea for a planner but initially the Instagram was more about sharing our own experience with our mental health encouraging other people to talk about their mental health and sort of sharing tools and things that we were using but we really did build quite a strong community so that was amazing for us because then when we came to launch our crowdfunding campaign because that was how we launched the business we had you know loads of supporters and people that were were happy to make a pledge in return for what was then an idea which was the positive planner so yeah I think trying to to build a, a strong sense of community in whatever way that looks like to you for us it was it was Instagram and in terms of your, you guys working as a team, so there's a lot of evidence that says the, the best companies um, are started with two or more co-founders, and if not, a nice supportive network. But there's also a lot to be said for, you know, a lot of companies collapse because of their co-founders not getting on. So how did you divvy up the tasks that were needed to launch your brand? And how did you make that relationship work? So um, both we're, we're both really quite different in our skill set. And I've actually been lucky enough to have um, a co-founder relationship twice with two amazing women. So Ali, my current co-founder being one of them. And then I owned my previous business, which was the salon for nine years with another woman. And just by sort of chance, 
both times we've had really different skill sets. So I've always been really kind of um, it like the the business side of things, I suppose, comes to me a bit more easily. So with Ali and I, she's very, very creative and kind of has lots of creative, big ideas. And I am creative, too, but in a different way. Um, so she's quite creative in her business thinking. I'm quite strategic in my business thinking. She's quite creative in the concept building of, of the products. I'm creative, but also able to really like see how everything like map it out in my head, if that makes sense. I'm the nitty gritty. She's the, the big kind of shoot from the hip ideas. So we just make it work. But you know, it would be false to say it's all utopia and we agree and get on all the time. That's just, that's not real life. Like relationships in every area of our life are complex and um, difficult. And I think in both my experiences of having a co-founder, it's like you have to have a deep respect for one another and allow each other to mess up and not hold grudges, um, have a lot of empathy and compassion and sort of remind yourself of, of why you're doing it together, because it would be quite a lonely path to travel alone. Um, in terms of, um, you were saying you're the nitty gritty in the business strategy, how have you honed those skills over the years? So I literally have taught myself everything. I barely did my GCSEs. I yeah and that was it and I kind of I did go and do a levels but it was like um I didn't do very well and it was performing arts which is not I'm not playing performing arts down they're amazing but for me it was about the the performance side of things I'm not um I'm not a academic type person I suppose I would I would say but that's I suppose that is boxing myself in but that's it's all just self-taught and I don't know I've always just had quite um quite a strong drive to have a, a good life to be happy and that's sort of that's come from you know some quite challenging um, childhood experiences but it has always just really given me that that drive kind of to think well I can do it I, I can learn how to do it and so it's just all self-taught really and I'm quite a determined person so just like figuring it out and I guess there is something about personality and you know the type of person I am I'm not very good at words but I'm not very good at spelling words I'm good at saying words but not good at putting them on paper but I am quite good at numbers and I am that person that enjoys spending hours on a spreadsheet um not everybody has that so <laughs> so you've got lovely complementary skills yourself and Ali yeah 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 definitely we do really complement each other and then in terms of actually creating your first planner so say someone wanted to do something similar like how did you know what first steps to take so you said you did a crowdfunder how did you know like mm. where to get them made or how to get them designed to be exactly as you wanted them to be um well we didn't know anything <laughs> we thought we knew everything and we just figured it out as we as we went along and this is something I see so often with people in business is that they feel they have to have it all mapped out and, and know it all before they can just get on and go for their idea. And I just, I don't agree with that. I think 
kind of do your best, fumble along and learn what you need to learn as you go along. So obviously with each step, you do come up against something else that you don't know, but you know, you can learn it. So um, yeah, it was like, even just the getting something print ready, like getting a book print ready, I had no idea of like the complexities of, of that. And, you know, so we had to get a graphic designer involved. And I mean, now the process is so slick. It's not slick as in there's never any hiccups that are, but I just laugh when I think of how we did it the first time. Um, everything was sort of hand-drawn and um, yeah, very, very amateur, but the product when it, when, when it was, um, when it was manufactured, it looked amazing. So yeah, just, I would say just go for it and you can learn as you go along and don't be afraid to ask what might seem a silly question. You know, if you're talking to someone in publishing or printing, don't, you don't need to prove that you know everything. You can ask stupid questions because, oh, you know, they didn't know how to do it when they didn't know how to do it. Everyone has to learn. So I hope that makes sense. It does. So you started off with one book and a crowdfunding campaign. Now, mm. what large is your range now? We have 10 products now. And um, we are launching a couple of new products in the spring, actually. So small spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have we have 10 products. And but the, the main products are our books. And we have three main adult books and one kids book, which are the, the mental health mindfulness journals. And how have you got in a nutshell from one book in a crowdfunder to where you are now? So for a long time, we just had the original book, which was The Positive Planner. That's our like iconic yellow book with the black eyelash. That's the book every, everyone knows. Um, so we basically exploited that as much as we could um, whilst we were figuring out how to run a business and um, looking after kids. And then about a year later was when we we thought about the next product and yeah I think that launched about a year later actually so we did it quite slowly the first few years we had three products um, and it was then the last two years that we've introduced quite a lot more. So let's talk about that you launched the business did you both leave your other jobs and transition into going full-time with a positive planner mm with your small children as well and how did you make that whole juggle work and our breakdowns we mustn't forget the breakdowns <laughs> why we started the business in the first place um yeah and everyone told us well everyone not everyone but there were people in my life saying why are you doing this you know you're really sick you've already got a business why are you doing this um, but I knew, I knew that I had to do this. And a friend of mine, actually, two years later, came and apologized and said, I walked into Waterstones last week and I saw your book in there. And now I know why you did this. I'm so proud of you. And I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember what you asked me now. Why did I, why did I go on to say uh, that? I think it's probably because I asked you about three things all at once. But how did you manage the juggle? <laughs> oh, how did we manage it? Yeah. So it was a big juggle. Um, we always used to say to our, 
well, we would always remind each other, we can only do the best that we can do. Like suppliers might have been pushing us or opportunities would come our way. Um, we would feel we had to just push, push, push because we were like building a community online. We were getting well known, but we always used to just remind ourselves that we only have a certain capacity and we are both already going through some challenges in our life and we can only do the best that we can. So although, I'm, you know, it looks like the business has boomed and it has and it's grown and it's amazing. Those first, that first year particularly, we did really have to kind of take it at a pace that was manageable. I actually sold my business a year later in 2018. Um, I sold my business, my other business, so my, my salon where I was working, I sold that because we were moving to Kenya. And Ali was um, self-employed with the um, theatre design work that she did. So it just sort of slowly and slowly she was taking on less and less work. So it was quite a gradual thing. Um, you've mentioned your mental health for both of you. Obviously, that was your kind of reason for starting up the whole business. But then it doesn't change overnight just yeah. because you know um so how did you look after your mental health and your well-being generally whilst building the business and being a busy mom mm. well, I think one of the most inspiring things for us and for our community was that we were going on this journey together like we'd hit rock bottom it was the worst of the worst it was bad like really bad and it got worse as we were building like crowdfunding and and kind of that that first year of my son's life my my mental health particularly was was really bad it got dangerous and dark and scary but by talking about our mental health all the time by talking to other people by having these conversations by learning about journaling learning about sort of mindfulness um yeah we just kind of built ourselves up again it was like the business kind of saved me I, I really would say that because through setting this business up and like going on such an organic journey and people literally seeing us out us falling apart and coming back together again we were learning whilst we were sharing so yeah looking back before I had that horrible year I did not know how to look after myself and I didn't put my mental health as a priority at all so really through, you honed your products through using them on yourselves and kind of walking mm. your own talk. Yeah, and we always laugh because we, we laugh at the first three products, well, four really. Um, we made them for ourselves. Like all the products we make, we make because we want those products. And obviously we, we are in touch with our community. We have people asking for things and it, it's just like been a natural progression of our journey. Each product that we've brought out is like we've developed a little bit more and we need something a bit different. And, you know, kind of the now we have affirmation cards and we have desk pad planners and we have free writing journals. Um, so it's definitely been an expansion of an evolution of our own personal journeys as we've had to add more products as we've gone along because oh we'd really like that oh actually affirmation cards would be really nice and you know we want to use affirmation cards so let's just make some because because we'll make great ones so yeah so has using your products served you looking after your 
mental well-being as yeah well. definitely I love our products so much and, and 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 that's another thing about having a business like you do have to love it you've got to love it and believe in it and and just love your products so much if you've got product business because you, you've got to sell it and it is hard work sometimes business is hard so if you're trying to sell something that you're not that passionate about I can imagine that that would be really challenging so yeah definitely all the products have a different like use in my life they're all sort of fit into one of my self-care toolbox pick and mix boxes what would be your top tips for looking after yourself with your um, well-being? So I think it is so different for everyone, but just find, um, firstly, like keep it simple. You know, I think we could, we've all witnessed and all been guilty of trying to pile on so many self-care habits that you get anxious about trying to keep on top of your self-care habits. So for me, I have sort of three um or four things that are really important to my mental well-being and mental health and 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 are in my you know that I go to all the time I don't do them every day but I always do one of them sometimes too and they're they're really quite simple things so I'd say like keep it simple find something you can fit into your routine and something that you really enjoy doing like if you don't enjoy running, but you think I'm going to run for my mental health, it's that's it's if you don't enjoy it, it's going to be a challenge to make yourself do it. So what 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 are your go tos? Excuse me. <clears throat> so obviously journaling. Yes, obviously <laughs> journaling is really like transformed and just changed my life in so many ways. Um, and yeah, now I do a lot more free writing, which is just you know where you just let yourself go on the page um so journaling is a big thing but you know don't think of journaling as something that has to be really intimidating it can just be you know three things you're grateful for at the end of the day that's journaling um and i use eft which is emotional freedom technique which is tapping and i've just self-taught that from following people on Instagram and YouTube and reading books and using apps and stuff so yeah I really find that sort of physical um, tapping of the body is very powerful for me and breath work um, is another big thing that has just basically been a big life changer for me understanding how breath work um, affects our body and our mind and then exercise. So yeah, I exercise regularly and I do it for my mind and it's amazing. And I go in there knowing that I'm doing it for my head and you know, any physical benefits are just a breezy bonus. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I'm, I, I don't run to, for my personal best. I just run for my mental health basically. Yeah. The enjoyment of it. <laughs> yeah. So, We've, you mentioned earlier that business can be very hard and that's mm. in all senses, mental health, just, just challenging, just really, really testing. Um, what would you say have been the most challenging times that you faced in your business? Um, so definitely the last two years, 
that all your guests say that at the moment, <laughs> has been a real challenge. It's been like amazing for our business, but also really, really challenging. So we grew a lot in the, in the last two years, which was which was great. And, you know, we're so grateful for that growth. But with that comes quite a lot of challenges that um, growing sort of so early on that much was really hard and um, doing that whilst homeschooling and navigating a a pandemic and you know all the anxiety that came with that it was it was hard like I think back to 2021 and, and it was and 2020 it was really really hard and um, particularly what we found difficult was we had this growth, but then there were so many peaks and troughs with COVID. It was so like reliant on what was going on in the world um, as to how business would be. We f- we could never plan or predict what was going to happen. We used the word pivot every day because it's like <laughs> everything we were doing had to pivot. And we came up against just, you know, one, one day we had... Um, well, one week we lost 400 orders because the Royal Mail was, you know, remember the Royal Mail really struggled, understandably yeah. so. But yeah, like trying to navigate a loss of 400 orders, it was insane. And yeah, so I definitely say the pandemic has brought a lot of challenges, but it um, at the same time we have had growth. So um, what helped you the most to kind of weather that storm? Tapping, breathing, exercising, and yeah, journaling. Like I dipped into that self-care toolkit so much in the last two years. And it's, um, yeah, all those things, all those things. And what's the future for the Positive Planner? What are your, what's your vision? Um, we, yeah, I mean, we have a big vision. We're currently working um, on, actually, we've got something really exciting happening, but I'm not allowed to say anything. But oh, no. it's, what I can say, it's it's um, like an amazing um, collaboration, which is so aligned with our values around encouraging people to look after their mental health. And it's an opportunity for us to do that on a bigger scale. So we're really excited about that. Um, and we are... Uh, growing in America so that's really exciting America and Canada Um, we know that people will love our products in America and Canada we know that and um, it's the last few months just sort of been growing and growing month on month so that's really exciting too and um, yeah we're actually doing our first trade fair at the end of at the beginning of February so we're planning for that and that's the first time we've ever done anything like that so that's at the NEC and yeah it's the biggest stationary trade fair in the world wow that's so exciting Mm. so many things going on yeah 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 there's a lot going on so what would your top tips be for someone who wants to create a business a bit like yours well I've touched on community but yeah I think community is really really important um just yeah community purpose um, and passion around your product I think they kind of go hand in hand um so thinking of ways to build a community and and like I said earlier that can look really different for everyone um it doesn't have to be on social media I know a lot of people find that um you know a triggering space or not not a nice um space for them so think about ways of of how you could build a community 
um, testing the market. So I think I said earlier how we, you know, we really did just push that first product for a long time and get lots of feedback and um, yeah, not, not expand too quickly. Exploitation over expansion was a tip I was given a couple of years ago um, when we were trying to like basically do, trying to bring into life too many ideas. And um, someone said to me, you've already got an amazing range of products. Just exploit that and carry on learning from that. And the expansion will come when, when it's ready and it's not going to like ruin your business. So just take it slow. Don't feel like you have to release new products all the time. Remember that it may feel like everyone has your product, but there are a lot of people in the world. So it's just always trying to find kind of new people and also serve that community that you've got. Um, and then probably collaboration. So like thinking of other people, products, brands that are aligned with your values and share perhaps share a similar audience to you and do collaborations with them we found that to be really effective and it's also helped us to build a kind of strong um, business community network type thing yeah network that's the word <laughs> um, when you say collaborations do you mean like a giveaway or do you mean like doing something you know co-creating something or what, what do you mean when you say mm. collaborations so I think you can collaborate on many levels, um, but yeah, things like um, we've done, yeah, giveaways are always, as long as you're kind of collaborating with the right people, giveaways work really well. Um, things like sometimes uh, we've, we've done quite a lot of interviews over the years. Um, we've done like offered our Instagram as a space for people to come and do a yoga class or to do um, a breathwork session um, to come and talk about a subject that they're interested in. So it kind of gives our followers added value, something that's kind of interesting to them and it gives them uh, those people um, a platform. Um, yeah, we had disco aerobics lady on. We had a guy come and talk about his um, journey into sobriety and journaling, yoga class, and yeah, all sorts. We've interviewed all sorts of people. So yeah, just building a, a, a community in that way. Sharing a platform. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And where can people find out more about the Positive Planner and, and your range and uh, excitedly await what's coming next <laughs> so you can find us on instagram at um, the underscore positive underscore planner but if you put the positive planner in you'll probably see us we're um a black eyelash on yellow logo so it's quite it stands out and then the website is the positive planners.com so that's planners with an S on the end. And um, yeah, if you find us there, you'll be able to find us everywhere else. Brilliant. Finn, thank you so much for your time today. It's been so brilliant speaking to you and hearing all about your journey. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Oh, thank you for having me. It's um, yeah, been so nice to talk to you. Thank you. I hope you found today's episode interesting and useful. If you want to go deep on how you can build a successful business around your family and thrive in 2022, I have a membership that can help you with this. Go to amotherbrand.com forward slash membership for more info. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do hit follow, 
leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Thank you so much and see you next time. Thank you.